Hello, you're listening to the Christian Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on Christianity. Now, here are your hosts, Honey and Jillian. Hey, guys. Well, before we do this episode, um, Hani and I both uh, very sincerely want to start it with the knowledge and coming at it from a place of humility and um, awareness that we don't have all the answers and we don't know everything. Um, We're going to be talking about depression and suicide and mental illness and anxiety as Christians. Um, As most of you, I think, are aware by now, um, another brother in Christ, um, a minister and author, um, Jared Wilson, uh, committed suicide this week. And it's really sparking a lot of conversation about Christianity and mental illness, depression, suicide. So Hani and I, we were going to be talking about some other things, but we thought this would be important to go ahead and discuss. So I'm going to let Hani go ahead and lead us into it. Well, I definitely feel like it's um, weird because this topic of depression is something that has been um, something that keeps coming up in my life and in some of my circles. Um, for example, um, I participate in our youth group, in our local youth group, and we did a poll of the different subjects that they may be dealing with or struggling with, um, you know, from bullying to family problems to depression. And um, unfortunately, depression got a lot, a lot of votes. Mm. And so it's um, interesting and unfortunate that... Um, this is a topic that isn't as dressed or talked about enough. Um, and it, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. I think that even Jill and I, um, is something that we're wrestling <laughs> yes. through. We're like, stare, we're staring at each other like, oh no, like this is, it's a really hard topic. And to be honest, I don't know what I really think. I don't really, I don't know. But I think this is a, what's so great about our podcast and like what we want for the future is we know that y'all are having these conversations. We're having these conversations. So we're kind of letting you have like a sneak peek into me and Hani just talking about it because it's not like we're coming to you with here's the correct answer. Like we really don't know. I mean, we have some guidance from scripture, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, and obviously as a seven, if you heard our podcast on who we are according to the Enneagram, the seven loves to be lively and happy and joyful and excitable and loves all the feelings that are great um, (laughs) and yet rejects all the bad feelings, anything that's negative and sad. And and so I think that as a seven, this, this subject... Mm, some of my close friends would probably think, hmm, how do you tackle that, honey? <laughs> um, but truth be told is that, um, you know, depression is something that I have struggled with in my life since I can remember something that uh, my I saw my own mother uh, struggling with, um, something that I struggled with so much with uh, before becoming a Christian that I ended up in a, a mental institution with a 48-hour hold Um, when I was in high school. What does that mean? Like the 48 hour, they had to keep you there. Yeah. So the state can put, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but it's like a, like a a ward on you Mm -hmm. or I don't know, some kind of hold on you because you are a danger to yourself or Mm -hmm. to society. And so when I was about 16 years old, I took over 40 pills and, um, was hoping that I wouldn't wake up the next morning, but I did. And I had to go to school. And I think that as the day progressed, all the medications and everything that I took, took effect. And then I kind of fainted. Mm. And so um, 
it was a really alarming experience. Obviously, I did not know Jesus. I was an atheist at the time. So depression is something that happened then before being a Christian then and then after becoming a Christian. And so it's interesting that the discussion that often happens about depression is if you have Jesus, do you still, can you, should you struggle with depression and anxiety and those types of things? Well, and there's this whole other, okay, so exactly that. People think like, oh, you're a Christian. If you really were pursuing Jesus, if you were really seeking him the way that he tells us to, you wouldn't be depressed. He, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, you can quote all these things. You shouldn't have anxiety because God says how many times not to worry. And But the fact is, we do. We really do. I I know so many Christians who are amazing, who struggle with depression, who struggle with anxiety. Okay. I myself this year um, had to get on some medication for my anxiety because I was having panic attacks. My stuff was more like I'm a high hypochondriac, so <laughs> I always thought I had cancer or really crazy stuff, and it was really like really like turning my life upside down. So finally, um, after a lot of prayer and like support from my husband and my mom, I went and talked to a doctor and now I take something. And I mean, honey can attest I'm much better. <laughs> yeah. And so it's interesting because even in our friendship, so I have, I've mentioned this in another podcast, I have a master's in counseling. And so I'm a huge mental health awareness proponent and advocate. It's a subject that we often take for granted or don't really recognize because it's not as physical as having an ailment. Mm -hmm that others can see. Um, but yeah, even with medicine, I, I, you know, <laughs> she doesn't want to say it. She doesn't want to take medicine. <laughs> no, I don't, you know, I, because of, of some of the education and maybe, you know, the, my professors were biased, you know, who knows, there could be so many subconscious things, mm -hmm. but you know, the big pharmas, you know, have a money, literally, what is it? A dog in the fight? A fight? Yes. A, a dog in the fight. Yeah. They have a dog in the fight. And so I, I do believe that we can feel depression and anxiety and love Jesus and have these things that perhaps the Lord doesn't take away. And I do think that he provides us with options to remedy those things. That's why we take Tylenol when we have a headache, you know? Well, my friend told me that he thinks that my stuff is just placebos and it's all in your head. And that <laughs> could, could be. I don't think so. But <clears throat> I think for me, the fear with the medicine is that we don't have enough research to show what are the effects long term. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's, that that scares you. Scares me. However, there are are other options to help with depression. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, let's define depression according to the DSM. If you don't know what the DSM is, it is a really big handbook. <laughs> <laughs> With I all, don't know what the DSM is. <laughs> <laughs> with all of the disorders that you could possibly have, from hypochondriac to depression to um, OCD, PTSD, um, from being a psychopath. I mean, it's, you know, what the criteria that we're looking for to then diagnose someone. And so according to the DSM, depression, which really is called major depressive disorder, is diagnosed if, A, they have a diminished loss of interest, in mm -hmm. all activities, in anything, you know, going out with your friends, I don't know. Um, you have weight change, either you are losing weight or you're gaining a lot of weight, but it's demonstrated through um, what you're eating. Um, you're unable to sleep, 
Um, so you have sleep disturbances, you're indecisive, you're fatigued, you feel feelings of worthlessness. And then the most indicator is having any suicidal thoughts, any uh, fascination with death. And so if you are listening to us right now and you feel that, yes, I have all those things. All those things. <laughs> I feel so triggered. Do you right now? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Do you feel that really? Because so do I. <laughs> I do. I do feel triggered. I'm like, those are all me. But I was going to say when you said that, like, as a type four, like, we are kind of fascinated with dark things. But like, so where's the line? Like, see, this is where it gets so hard. Like, seriously thinking about killing myself that's only happened a couple times in my life where I've actually truly contemplated it and it was in a very dark time in my life like I was not close to Jesus my my marriage was falling apart and even then the thought was really only there for a little bit and then it went away really quickly so I don't think I can relate to people who truly struggle I don't know what that would look like however like you say fascination with death you know <laughs> Yeah, I, I it's think not that, the same. It's that's not the same thing. I, I don't think. Yeah, no, not necessarily. And I will say to those listening, you know, be vulnerable here. Something that I absolutely detest um, <laughs> is that. Yeah, I do think that there was a long period of time that I was fascinated with dying. I mean, like the Bible talks about to live is Christ, to die is gain. And in some ways, it's you know, some of that looking forward is healthy. But then I think our environments also shape us a lot. When you say fascinated with death, do you mean that you would think about ways to kill yourself? I think that, yeah, not ways, I mean, ways to disappear, ways to just be gone, thinking of like... Like Michael Jackson? Like you just... No. Uh, <laughs> like Elvis? Like no, you're just there and you're gone. <laughs> like, I don't know, like you're just so overwhelmed with everything and like you're just like, what's the point of it all? Like sometimes you feel like it's just like a rat race and everyone's just distracted and you're just, you know... And I had this thought pattern even before I became a Christian where what is the point in life? Is it just to get married and have kids and go to Disney World and get a job and do this and that and then you die and then that's it and that was it? What? Like to me, that sounds horrible. Mm -hmm. And so like when I think in different seasons in life where I can't see the, you know, the vision, I can't see what the Lord is doing in my life. I just, you know, I feel like he's numb or not there. You know, it's easy to get distracted and be just so caught up in the mundane and the everyday life and uh, the expectations that we place on ourselves that other people place on us that it just feels so overwhelming that you're like, please kill me now. And that's super insensitive. I realize I do apologize for anyone if that is a trigger. Um, but those are sincere feelings that I felt at different points. Um, and so then it brings up the question, like, is everything a spiritual warfare I know. or is it a, sometimes a physical determined? Well, and this is where it gets controversial and hard. Cause I even saw on Facebook, uh, this morning or last night, someone was saying, talking about, you know, Jared, um, killing himself. And they said it was very like finalized, like, no, that is demonic activity. Like a, a Christian without having some kind of spiritual attack would not kill themselves. And it's like, well, God, why can't you just say what, like, why can't you just spell it out for us in the Bible? Like what, what causes someone who loves God and has a purpose and has, you know, a wife and, and kids to truly go through with it and take their life. What, where, you know, where, what is that? Is it, is there a chemical imbalance? Is it a demonic 
thing? Like, I don't know. I've debated this a bunch, you know, and obviously going through my, you know, getting my master's in that program, like, you know, we really have to dig in deep into these subjects. But um, what the school failed to do, because they were, you know, public, um, they didn't didn't tie in really the spiritual aspect of things into it. They only brought it about when in the early ages they thought everything was demonic right and so then they would drill holes in people's brains or skulls or or do these crazy ceremonies to cast these you know demons out and so because the mentality was so crazy or they did such actions that are we would look at like Mm -hmm. repulsive right you know um there's been a um a turning their back on it's not spiritual right where I can't help but when we look through scripture, recognize over and over how many demons and that spiritual and the unseen world is is real. Right. Even right now. And so how can the spiritual aspect be completely taken away? Right. However, because of the effects of sin into our world after the fall, we will like have a determined like a de- a degradation. Jacob mm-hmm. was telling me that word earlier. Degradation. A Whatever, I can't say it right. <laughs> Degradation. Of the mind and of the physical body. I was going to say because like um, we know like women have postpartum depression. Exactly. And that's not a demonic thing. That's a hormonal imbalance or like – so it's – you can't – okay. You well, can't really say everything is demonic exactly. if it's because you're out of whack. No. And so, but that is an effect of sin. Exactly. So you're the degradation of the physical body. And so to be even extra vulnerable, now I'm on another season in life called the not menopause, not the pre-menopause, but the perimenopause. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Meaning that I'm awfully young for menopause. However, (laughs) it is occurring. Therefore, I'm having an imbalance in my hormones, causing mood swings, hot flashes, flashes, different feelings, anger, from that to depression. And so, yes, because of the effects of sin, yes, it is not either or, it's and. 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 It could be. So, is it fair to say... That it's possible. Okay, so let's say that because Satan sees, you know, he doesn't know what's in our heads and he isn't all knowing. We know that. But he has an army of demons who can attach themselves to us. And, we, and of course, we know that the spiritual battle does happen, especially with Christians. You know, it's not just they don't just hang out with non-Christians to keep them doing non-Christian-y things. They want, they want Christians right. to fall. So if they see a Christian maybe going through a hormonal thing or a mental thing, like that's truly just like what you're saying, like an effective sin on the body. And so the, there's a chemical imbalance, something that they play on that. Mm-hmm. They play on, so maybe you're feeling depressed because of something truly just going on that is not demonic, but then they, the demonic can come Activity. and oh. and make it worse. Right. Well, and then let's talk about, um, you know, examples in the Bible about, you know, who were, who felt depressed or. Because the Bible does talk about depression a lot. A lot. Yeah. And I relate a lot to, ironically, David, you know, the one categorized as <laughs> the seven. seven. <laughs> yes. And David in his, in the book of Psalms talks a lot about the, like, you can see the wave of emotions. Oh, yes. That are similar to that of a four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's why I love David. Right. And he's like going from praise, I praise you, Lord, I praise you, Lord, to in Psalm 40, he says, literally, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He 
turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. Mm -hmm. And man, there was a season in life that I kept praying for that. Lord, I'm waiting patiently for you. Please take me out of this pit of despair. You know, and you go from David to Job to Elijah to... Well, Saul. Saul. But that, sorry, you said pit of despair. Have you ever seen The Princess Bride? No. Well, they have the pit of despair. <laughs> and there's like this albino guy and he's like, the pit of despair. <laughs> Anyways. Well, okay. Feels, <laughs> okay. To me, it feels like the pit of despair feels like, have you guys ever watched a commercial called The Show Ho? What? <laughs> No, for real. There is a commercial out there about like when you are done watching a show or a series and Netflix is like, and now you're in the show. Ho. Oh, I've seen that. But okay, what's the ho? So, the show, who's the ho? You're in the show ho. Like there's what's a, the, a hole? A hole. Yes. You're saying ho. <laughs> Whatever. It, it, wait. Okay. Like, hole. H O L E. Oh, I thought you were saying ho. A ho. No, no. <laughs> hole. Or ho. Mm. Like. She's a hoe. Oh, no, no. Okay. And <laughs> wickle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the show hoe. The show hole. There you go. Just like Netflix, like where you're in a Gotcha. Couch I like know what you're saying now. The pit of despair, sometimes in my mind, feels like that show. Okay. The- Anyways, <laughs> we talked a lot about that. The show hoe. <laughs> Um, but no, back to, okay, but sorry, getting off of the pit of despair <laughs> <laughs> and the albino guy and the show ho. This. In scripture, so we're talking about people who have been depressed, like, gosh, Jonah, everyone ends the story with Jonah with the whale. Jonah was so, like, complaining. He gets so depressed and he tells God, like, oh, I wish I could just die because I'm so depressed. But then you have people like Saul and Saul, it says, was afflicted by a demon. And that's when David came and played for him. Or then um, the other Saul, Paul, um, Hani even brought it up earlier, talking just to me about when he prayed for the thorn in his flesh to be taken away three times. It says that a demon was tormenting him mm-hmm. and that God did not take it away. He just said, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so for me, I think in my different seasons of life, especially those when they are in despair, you know, I always have to think about like what actually gets you out of it because, you, you know, the the goal the hope is that you don't stay there because if you stay there and you stay in that shoho or that pit of despair, you know, and you isolate yourself and you don't, you know, make an effort to speak to someone to, to share your burdens with those who love you. I mean, the point of being a Christian, let's be clear is that brotherly love. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously other than salvation and understanding that he has, you know, he saved us, right. you know, like we are made for one another to live in community, to share each other's burdens, to, you know, so, um, if you're feeling that kind of way, I hope you don't stay there. That's the goal. Well, and if you're definitely having, that's why I was saying, like, what's the difference between fascination of death and, like liking dark things, like I'll go walk in a graveyard and I, you know, I, I romanticize things, but I don't actually think about killing like, myself. But if you do, mm-hmm. you need to get help. I mean, you need to talk to someone. Do not stay in that or keep it to yourself. Yeah. And I mean, and this is even vulnerable for me because it's not something that as a seven, I publicly show. I mean, I normally just show the fun side of me, of course. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, there's been times where I've had to make an initial effort to even tell my husband, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I, I, I'm struggling here and I'm unable to get out of my own pit. Um, and sometimes even seasonal depression thing comes around when mm. the winter comes around. Something happens to your physical body. Not me, too. You know, for you need you. some vitamin D, heck. 
what the heck? <laughs> I um, love the winter. So I would say that if you have ever felt depression or you're feeling it right now, that one of the first things you need to do is think about this checklist. Are you losing activity? Are you constantly tired? And if you are, I would say that you, you, we need to bring that before the Lord and you need to ask him, is there some, is this some spiritual attack on me? Is there a cloud hovering? Have I opened the door to sin where then there's some sort of attachment or maybe, you know, my childhood was chaotic and it was negative and I experienced and saw and those doors to depression and evil um, presented itself and maybe they're not fully shut. Um, and a, I mean, great, a great tool is the Ransomed Heart app by, um, oh gosh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Who wrote Captivating? No, Eldridge, John Eldridge. Um, it's his app. It's free. And there are prayers on there that you can do for prayers for breaking curses, prayers for um, just your your life, prayers for um, sexual sin, prayers for, I mean, they are prayers for everything. And Hani and I listened to one the other day and it is powerful. So if you need help, that's a great tool. But yeah, asking God, what's, you know, spiritually, like what's going on here and yeah. acknowledging that the battle does happen. Yeah. I feel I like mean, we don't about, do that enough. No, we don't. And what about that guy? I mean, there was like, Oh, it, when they, when the guy was sick or lame, one of the stories in the new Testament and Jesus healed him. And then, um, the people were like, Oh, was it his sin from his mm -hmm, parents or mm -hmm. was it? And Jesus says, what does that matter? Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, so, but it does matter to go before the Lord and ask him like, is this a spiritual thing? What is going on here? Give me that discernment and that ability to see and rebuke Satan. And in the name of Jesus Christ. And then what about holistic healing? Cause like, I know that there are a lot of people who, who, come at depression and stuff they don't go to the medicine first they say like what are you eating you mm -hmm. know how are you going to sleep wow and that was my second point right so first the first thing that we should think is go before the lord get on our knees ask him if it's a spiritual thing and then the second thing once that's ruled out you feel at peace like that it's nothing to do with it you do need to look at your physical body because you know there is that de degradation of sin mm -hmm. uh, of our bodies and our mind and there could be things happening whether it's a more in, Horm hormonal oh imbalance gosh, uh, hormonal <laughs> imbalance, or you know there could be a numerous things what you're eating mm. if you're exercising there's so many things that can or what you're putting us. in mm -hmm. the like tv like what i watch affects me what i listen to really mm. affects right. my the people that you're hanging out with could be you know you don't know there could be a numerous of other things that can also be contributing to it but the goal is not is just do not stay there and then seek help and seeking help is very vulnerable and very hard and so feel free to pray about that too lord who would you want me to go to who would who would guard my heart and understand that in these time in this season this season isn't defining me i'm here and i need you to comfort me and bring those in my life who are going to help me get out of this pit of despair mm -hmm. um so seeking help and others is super crucial um i don't publicly either announce it, but I'm, um, if you are ever need someone to speak with, um, feel free to message us. Um, yeah. We would love to help you uh, deal with this. Um, we don't want another story out there of someone who was an advocate and a strong Christian leader and unfortunately stayed there. Well, and the thing is like with all these conversations happening about Jared and other Christians who are, you know, taking their lives so tragically, I feel like for me, the takeaway is like, I'm not going to get into any kind of debate about, do you go to hell if you commit suicide? Yeah. You know, like what to is. me, like that's, that's really ugly. And I get why we have those conversations because maybe there's a part of people that want people to be scared. Like if you commit suicide, you're going to hell, but the Bible doesn't say. And 
really, since there are Christians who are taking their lives, especially one just recently, I don't think that's the conversation we should be having, no. whether or not he went to heaven or hell. Like, that's not our place to judge his heart. Really, I think the takeaway is check on your leaders. Like, that's kind of what made, it made me think. Like, my husband's a, a minister and Hani's husband does a whole full-time ministry. And, you know, sometimes, like, they get poured on so much by other people needing help and they're the encouragers and they're the strong ones, but who's checking in on them to make sure that they're okay mm -hmm. and, and making sure their hearts are in the right place. So I, don't just think that because they seem strong that they are, that they're doing fine. Like, right. well, and be work at, I think that uh, the takeaway for me was, you know, to bring this conversation up, you know, mm -hmm. to light, to talk about but what it, conversation, the conversation that, you know, the authenticity and vulnerability of our real lives that sometimes we are depressed and we are really struggling and we do need additional help. And so I think that the conversation about reducing that stigma that somehow, because if you, you know, you have been depressed, you take medication, you mm -hmm. seek other forms of help, that somehow that makes you less of a Christian and, or that you're not that holding is on there, to though. Jesus. It is there. That I, is there. I even feel that sometimes like, what's wrong with me, Lord? What's going on? Like, why can I, you know, why isn't this gone completely away? Right. Like, um, and so yeah, that stigma or that is a, a and keeping us silent um, is a strategy of the enemy. Absolutely. You know, he Amen. wants to isolate us and keep us quiet about these difficult Amen. topics. And as a seven, I feed right into that because I'm like, that's not pleasant. That's not cool. Not that's me. I'm like, let's talk about it all. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to be fun. Like, oh, who wants to talk about that? But he wants to keep us silent on this topic. You're so he right. He doesn't want me to share some of those vulnerabilities because he wants to keep us locked up in the pit of despair. And so I think that my walk away is, hey, guys, speak about it. Speak with Absolutely. your friends. Absolutely. you think about this happening what is this you know i'll go first my name is jillian lancor i am 33 years old i became a christian when i was 11 and i take anxiety and depression pills <laughs> and i love jesus more than anything and yeah sometimes my walk with him is more like a crawl and i'm like like the zombie you know i'm talking about like ugh, like i'm just crawling to him i can barely move but i'm still going towards the cross i love him but yeah I take anxiety medication and right. I'm not going to be ashamed to say that I do, you know, yeah. and I do pray that I can get off of it someday and that, but sometimes like Paul, sometimes God, God's answer is not yes. Sometimes yeah. it's my grace is sufficient and that's the answer. But then we do have great hopeful scriptures, like the one that I keep repeating to myself over and over. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Sometimes my strength is not there. I don't even have the strength without him. Yeah. So he's our strength. And yeah, let's, let's. Let's be praying more for like their, their, that family, like that wife with the kids. I think her name's Julie. Um, oh, and for just, anyone in your life that is having a silent struggle, um, you know, like that, that the Lord would give us discernment and be able to do something about it. Um, Absolutely. And for those who do struggle like myself, hi, I'm Hani. I'm 30 something <laughs> years old. I won't tell you. I'm Cuban. <laughs> I became a Christian when I was 18 and I struggle sometimes with, um, depression. I don't take anything, but I'm sure that I find other means to, <laughs> <laughs> to cope, to reduce. Um, but anyways, um, we hope that, um, this podcast was helpful to you in any way. And please, please, if you are suicidal and those things really, truly triggered anything in you, please go talk to somebody. Go the suicidal go hotline. Talk to um, yes. Or reach us anything or anyone um, absolutely. We want to um, be in prayer for you all. Because no matter what you feel, your life matters and 
you matter. And Jesus died because he wanted to set you free. Amen. <laughs> That's the end. I'll, I'll edit. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks.